Welcome, friends. Today's podcast was recorded at Honeymoon Island in Dunedin, Florida. Present was my friend Julie, and we touch on a number of topics, but today's topic in particular will be listening to God. So I hope you enjoy it. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father, I just want to say thank you first of all for giving us this gorgeous day and this gorgeous place to come for our prayer time yes. and our amazing friendship. Yes. Um, nothing is coincidental with you; all things are ordained. Um, especially when we put ourselves in your in your loving hands, we ask you to take our day. Then everything in that day is ordered and orderly and is ordained. So as of this moment right now, I know that we are meant to be here. We are open to your son's voice and to your son's teaching, and we know that pleases you deeply. Whoever is open to your son's voice has you right there, too, in their hearts. So thank you, Father. Um, I ask you just now to just fill us. We're going to open ourselves like a, you know, two pitchers to be filled, Lord, and... Um, we're opening ourselves up to anything it is that you have for us today, your word, your, your inclinations, your ideas, inspirations, direction, and your love. So just be with us, be in us, be in our conversation as we continue, and uh, just help us to rest a little bit more contentedly in your hands, knowing that you have just not only this part of the day, you have the rest of the day which is much harder. <laughs> we have the rest of the day as well, though, for us. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is about listening. Everything that I've created and made and done and my son being alive and even being conceived and all of that is... Um, listening and at times on the knees begging and yelling but then listening realizing why God has done certain things and not done certain things yeah do you have to speak loud to get God's attention sometimes or is it us that we just have to draw in tighter and we have to be more um, open vessel to God yeah and walk um, around on our knees Kind of sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the best times I've ever heard his voice were after I have been in, driving the bus and driving the bus and driving the driving the bus for God. Got God's name slapped on the side of the bus. This is my God bus, you know. But still <laughs> driving the bus and and. I feel like I'm the kind of personality that I am, that I naturally do take over things and organize things, and I'm a good leader. Mm -hmm. That kind of person takes a little bit longer to realize, oh, I've been driving the bus a little bit too long. And you finally get to the place where whatever you have been trying to make happen, you're, you're, your back's against the wall. You have nowhere else to go. And that's where you have to realize, oh, no. This thing I've been preaching about God and God's in control has to actually be real now. I actually, it has to be, he has to be real, not a concept. 
and that was where you know Joe was finally brought brought about and Dan and I when we were dating and we had broken up and I was at my wits end trying to help him become somebody and you know wow these those are the two times I can remember really being upset crying upset writing all my thoughts down and then finally put that pen down and God at that end of moment there's the whisper but he doesn't it doesn't have to be that dramatic those are like the worst times in my life when I was broken up with the man that would become my husband and I was infertile and I couldn't have a child that's big those are big there's daily everyday stuff where it doesn't take that much brokenness on our part to hear him you know he doesn't want us all walking around like these desperate dramatic head cases I know it's like getting super calm in yourself and then Mm -hmm. letting him work in your life Mm -hmm. like sometimes we get impatient you know that impatience can really be a stumbling stone for me it can this is why the beach is so good to come with you Lynn you get energized by this water and the beach and the sand and the rocks view. Yeah, that's interesting. If people could see what we're seeing right now, this is not a beautiful beach. (laughs) This is, I mean, the water is beautiful, the sky is beautiful, and where we're sitting is beautiful, but between where we're sitting and that water, very rocky. Yeah. And green. And mossy. Mossy. It kind of reminds me of, I I said this before, it kind of reminds me of what I picture Ireland to be like, (laughs) like green, mossy rocks. Uh Like, it's pretty... It's but a, it's not like, let's go take our beach towel and go lay down over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rustic, isn't it's it? It's rustic. Yes. Rockily rustic. But I don't mind. Plus, there's a smell. Okay, I'll bring my listeners in. <gasps> there's a smell out here. Yes, what are you smelling? Well, every so often, <laughs> it's kind of like dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's this moss. It's like there's stuff in there that's, you know, ended its life. You know, it's, we have the circle of life happening here. Every so often, there's there's beautiful sea breeze, and every so often, there's the smell of someone who's gone to their maker. <laughs> and by the way, Lynn, it's a, a, a cloud the sky. Yes. Oh, except for those little it's just little misty, misty, yeah. in the distance. It is a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful morning! What follows is a little story that I'm retelling from a speaker named Marilyn Hans, and this was a story that she told on a radio broadcast about listening to God. So these are the details as well as I can remember them from this broadcast from a while ago, but the main details are what's really important. She was listening, and this was the result of listening to God. But just like a a story that I remember, that is an example of your basic day-to-day. I could see you doing this. One day she was baking. She was baking bread. But she felt this prompt, instead of just making one loaf for her family that night, make two make to and again what's the, not only does God speak but what's the crucial part of it 
you listen and you do what he said. So she did. She said, oh, I feel like, okay, I'll make two. She made two loaves of bread. They both come out of the oven. She puts the one aside for her family and she starts to wrap up the second one. And God said, I need you to take this to your friend, so-and-so. I don't remember with the net friends. It doesn't matter. But she thought, okay, I'll bring that. And I, again, I could see you doing this, Julie. Bring it to your friend, so-and-so. She, her friend hadn't called. Her friend hadn't, you know, there was nothing recent. But bring it. Bring it to that friend. Okay. So she wraps up this loaf. She gets in the car, drives to this friend's house, rings it, and she's thinking, my friend's going to be like, what if, I, what if she's not even home? You know, why am I do-? All of those thoughts that come in your brain between the request and the fulfillment. All the ways we can break down in between there and she didn't she just kept putting putting those voices back saying no I felt prompted I'm just gonna do rings the doorbell friend opens the door visibly upset she says so and so hi Uh, this may sound crazy but I was baking a few hours ago and I just I just had the sense that I was supposed to bring you this second. She didn't even put it all these godly gall, all absurd. I just had the sense. I, you know, I just felt like I needed, needed, not wanted, needed to drop this off for you. And the friend takes the bread and she is crying. And she said, Marilyn, this is like, this is like an answer from God. She said, my husband just lost his job today. And I was sitting here upset thinking, how am I going to get through this period of time? And here the doorbell rings and you're standing there with this loaf of bread. You are like an answer to prayers, mm-hmm. she said. And that began Marilyn's addiction to listening. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, what? So now let's play the what if game. What if she had that prompt and she said, no, I'm, or I'll do it tomorrow. That wasn't from, or even if you're at least at all self-aware, that wasn't from God. That was just me being silly or whatever. All these ways that could have not happened, but then look at how it would have affected her friend. That night she wouldn't have have had that loaf of bread. That night she would have maybe sat in her chair, wringing her hands and freaking out and crying. And maybe they wouldn't have had that little extra for the meal that night. There's so many levels on which that was deep. And the fact that it was bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mana from heaven. Amen. How did God feed his people? In the very most basic way, when they were asked to make a big sacrifice, leave Egypt, even though it was slavery, mm-hmm. it was what they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, leave that. I promise I'll take care of you. I promise I'll provide. Mm-hmm. You know. And think of it this on a spiritual level, too. That, that man was not meant to be in that job one minute longer than he was. That's right. I don't know anything about his job. Maybe his job stunk. Maybe God had something new in, my, new in mind. Maybe he had been asking him to leave the job for months. Mm-hmm. And this was the final straw and God finally had to take. Who knows? But I know one thing. God needed to speak to that woman and say, I've got you. All the ways we can disseminate that one very simple story. But the thing is that every single day God is speaking. There's nothing in your day that he doesn't have an opinion about. I'm sorry. That's true. It's almost like two angels lifting her up at the door when her friend comes with the loaf of bread. Like she, Marilyn was her name, Mm -hmm. brought the angels to, to lift her up. 
kind of. Amen. And think about the faith things every minute of Marilyn's making those breads. She's putting it, she had to know at the beginning she's making more than just for herself. So, oh, no, I need to add twice that. No, I, ha I need to put twice that. Double and raisins, double every, yeah. cinnamon, more cinnamon. Right, right, <laughs> right. And and the joy maybe that she's feeling as she's as she's doing it. Oh, she's gonna like this. Oh, this is this is great. I'm having. She's God's changing her. Maybe she had had a rotten day that morning, and, she, and Jesus said, "You know what? I'm gonna make you. I, I, you get to participate in the joy that is mine. And the joy that is mine is providing for someone who doesn't who isn't expecting it. They don't know this is coming, but I do, and so do you. So." You know, she gets out her double pans and she's doing all this stuff and maybe puts on music. You know, I'm, I'm kind of digging this today. And we will get the opportunity. So nice. It's, some of these promptings are not just for you either. Right. And it's a heart thing. It opens your heart up when you're feeling shut down. Yes. In fact, I would say that's probably, you, you could expect him to come with a message. You start feeling that way, that self-pity, that navel gazing you know uh, everything's so bad yeah. you can expect a message today if you're feeling that way that he's going to ask you to do something for someone else because he realizes it ain't good for you to be so self-focused yeah. um, right. I didn't create you to be a, a fortress of yourself four walls and a ceiling and I never go beyond this that's why I have a very hard time with folks that are able not the ones that physically, like, uh, they're in a nursing home now and all I can do is pray. That's awesome. He knows that. Mm -hmm. But the folks that are physically still capable of going out and doing something for somebody else, he still gave you two good legs and a driver's license, you know, or a bike at the very least, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. until, you're, until you're not breathing, you're meant to be doing something for God. Not just for your family. I, I have a hard time with that. Um, yes, your family is the first place that you're asked to. It's your first mission field, certainly. Mm. Uh, but it's, but it's, but my husband and I believe that we're raising missionaries in our life, in our house. Mm -hmm. Okay, I serve you, but I'm serving you so that you see how to serve others, mm -hmm. and that you're not going to be served the whole rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That's right. We're going to serve others, one way or the other. That's true. One way or the other. One way or the other. I mean, at the very least, you're going to have a job someday. And are you going to go into that job angry? I hate this job. You're totally not seeing the job for what it's supposed to be. Every job, even a secular job, is supposed to have some sort of spiritual symbolism to it. Mm -hmm. What is the spiritual significance mm -hmm. of the job that you are performing every single day? Mm -hmm. So that you're not hating going. I hate this traffic. I hate this car. I wish I had a better car. I hate this traffic. Then I don't like the coworkers. Then I don't like the job itself. That, is your whole life meant to be spent hating what you're doing mm -hmm. and seeing no deeper significance to it? Mm -hmm. Really, God created you to be insignificant. Where is it in the Bible that God created 80% of the people in this world to be insignificant? <laughs> and only 20, they have these great jobs where, oh, I wish I had that job and mm -hmm. I had such influence in that job and, oh, if I only could do that, my life would have significance. 80% of us will probably not be remembered the way the rest of the 20 will be remembered. Mm -hmm. And yet, is that what this life is supposed to be about? Being remembered by everybody else? Or is the significance in 
that two loaves of bread. How did she feel? You know what I'd say? I read this once. Those 20% significant, those actors and actresses that make a billion dollars, if that was where our satisfaction lied, none of them would ever become philanthropists. But what we have seen is the more rich a person gets, the more dissatisfied they feel, and the more that points them out to go do something philanthropic. Meaning, they don't feel satisfied until they go and do something for somebody else. So the secret the rest of us have is 80% of our lives are spent doing something for somebody else, but we're not attributing enough value to that. Good point. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie would love to be standing next to you in that insignificant job because at least you feel or see some of the benefits to someone else from that. What all they do is they go on a set and they're pampered like a king and they're and they eat amazing stuff and they get paid billions of dollars, but they never feel really the significance of that. They never really see someone else benefiting from that, especially if you see some of the movies that they produce. That's certainly not benefiting humanity. They wind up doing something that benefits humanity because guess what, everybody? The secret we already know, the true satisfaction comes in doing for, for others. So that was my very first podcast. I hope you really liked it. It was a lot of fun to create it. Thank you, Julie, for your contribution. And I just hope that today, after you listen to it, think about some of the things that we said in it. Think about being significant in the very place that God has asked you to be. And every moment of your day, just listen for his voice. Because he loves you, he's directing you, he's real. And as soon as you start listening to that voice, your life is on a great adventure. God bless you.